Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Old School Wrestling Podcast. And tonight, we're going to go over your NWA Power Review. Starting off tonight, we have Nick Aldis having an interview with Sean Mooney. Uh, Sean Mooney is, uh, just got appointed to uh, NWA Power. Now, if you don't know who Sean Mooney is, Sean Mooney did a lot of uh, work for WWF back in the day before he became, uh, to, you know, before he came to WWE. Uh, he was kind of like the backstage guy. He did a lot of, like, backstage segments and stuff like that. So they, uh, NWA ended up hiring uh, Sean Mooney. So that, that's great. And seems like he's doing really well. But um, all this pretty much says that, you know, he kind of mocked Flip Gordon, said Flip Gordon is a flop. Uh, he also stated the reason why uh, Marty Scroll was escorted from the ring is because he wanted all just wanted to keep the integrity of the match, uh, keep the respect of the title and the respect of the match. Um, but because he won against Flip Gordon, Aldis did state that, you know, now that he beat Flip Gordon, he's running the show. And what I mean by that is, is like now, from now, from here on out, you know, he's running the show between, you know, strictly business and himself and villain enterprises and Marty Scroll. So he's controlling all, everything about that. So pretty interesting. He also stated that him and Marty had a uh, private conversation and private meeting between himself and Marty that we'll hear about later on in the night. So it'll be pretty interesting to see what goes on between those two guys. Um, after that segment with Aldis and Sean Mooney, uh, we have uh, a match between Royce Isaac versus Andre Gunn. Pretty much a quick match. Isaac hits chops on Gunn. Um, Isaac then hits a fisherman suplex on Gunn in the middle of the ring. Gunn then hits a drop kick on uh, Isaacs. The Isaac gets up, capitalizes his German suplex on Gunn, pins Gunn for the three, and your winner of the match is Royce Isaacs. Um, after that match, we have a Thunder Rosa interview. Uh, but Melina pretty much talks for the entire time. Melina says that she kind of made who Thunder Rosa is and got her the opportunity to win the championship against Allison Kay at the Hard Times pay-per-view. Um, it's also been announced that next week on NWA Power, Thunder Rosa will be defending her NWA Women's Championship, for what I understand, against Allison K in a rematch. And that will be next week. Um, then Rosa, you know, she obviously said that every time that she fights Allison K, she's going to beat her every time. So it's going to set up a perfect match between these two female competitors. I think Thunder Rosa is great. She's, to me, she's one of the top female competitors out there. So definitely looking forward to this rematch because those two women right there, to me, was one of the best matches of the night. Absolutely. Phenomenal from both female competitors. Um, after that Thunder Rosa interview, we go right into a Ricky Starks interview with Marquez. Um, Ricky says that um, he's going to defend the title every week. And that's what the TV title is. He's going to defend that belt every single week uh, from here on out until he you know loses it. Um, but he shortly interrupted from that from, uh, by Zicky Dice. Zicky Dice says that you know he wants an opportunity to fight Ricky Starks for the title. And he says if he didn't get you know, pretty much out of the tournament that he would have been our uh, television champion. So I'm going to call BS on it. I don't think Zeke Dice was ready, and I still don't think he's ready for a title shot. Um, but after that interview, we go straight into a match between Ricky Starks and Zeke Dice. It's a television match. Um, again, just like the tournament, these television matches are always six minutes long, and that's it. So starting off the match, Dice um, hits a shoulder tackle on Starks in the middle of the ring. Ricky then gets up, hits an arm drag on Zeke Dice. Dice then gets up, capitalizes on that, hits a Northern Light suplex on Ricky Starks. Ricky then gets up, hits a sling blade on Dice. It looked absolutely devastating. 
And then Ricky hits the uh, the stroke on Ricky Dice, pins Ricky Dice with a three. And your winner of the match is Ricky Starks. Um, after that match, we have Eli Drake and James Storm having an interview. This interview was absolutely hilarious between these two guys, man. Big fan of James Storm, big fan of Eli Drake. Um, and they're completely over, especially Eli Drake, man. He's a humongous baby face and a fan favorite for NWA. Um, you know, they're pretty much doing their same old stick that they always do. You know, Eli Drake, well, you know, he always does this, you know, yeah. And then the crowd will say, yeah, back to him. And he'll say, well, let me talk to you. You know, so he try to get the fan attention. And the fans gravitate to it, including myself, man. It's phenomenal. And even in, in the meantime, James Storm was there making jokes and everything else. It was great. But, uh, <laughs> what's, you know, they're trying you know, they were talking about them winning the tag team belts at hard times, but they were shortly interrupted by Aaron, uh, Aaron Stevens at the question mark. Uh, you know, an entire time, James Storm is mocking Aaron Stevens, you know, says that he looks like a guy or a person from Chick-fil-A. Uh, just making jokes on Aaron Stevens the entire time throughout this entire interview. Um, Eli Drake said, you know, obviously the question mark and Aaron Stevens won a tag team uh, championship opportunity. Eli Drake says, well, you know, they have my number and when it's their time, it's their ass. So, and that was phenomenal, man. That was a great punchline that Eli Drake had on those guys. And it was great. But uh, after that, Eli Drake and uh, James Strong kind of sit out in the crowd. Trevor Murdoch. Now, uh, Murdoch had a phenomenal night at the, paper, uh, the Hard Times pay-per-view. He made it all the way to the finals for the television championship. Uh, yeah, television championship, which he had a match against Ricky Starks. Unfortunately, he did lose. Um, but, man, that guy went through hell and back that night. He really did. Um, but he arrived during the interview um, and said that uh, next week it's going to be Aaron Stevens versus Trevor Murdoch for the NWA National Championship. So look forward to that match. I'm hoping Trevor Murdoch wins it because Aaron Stevens is pretty much shitting all over that belt. I'm sorry. Uh, but after that, we have uh, Nick Aldis and Marty Scrawl. Um, they have they, they show the uh, the interview between those guys and what they do. And um, it, it was it was interesting. It really was. Um, Nick, it's going to be Nick Aldis versus Marty Scroll at the 2020 Crockett Cup. Uh, the location of that is still yet to be determined. Um, and they even stated that that any city around the world or in the U.S. can bid to have the Crockett Cup in their city. So, be interested to see where they had the Crockett Cup this year. Um, but Nick Aldis, you know, he pretty much mocked Marty Scroll and said, you know, he got that big money contract and everything else, and it's kind of riding high off that. So uh, Aldis, you know, he said, yeah, I'll give you the match, but on one condition. If Marty loses, he's got to refund every single person's ticket that's in that arena that night for their match. If Marty loses, he has to refund all their money. Um, To be honest with you, man, this was a great – this was a good show. It really was. It really was. I'm loving what they're doing with the storylines. They're continuing to build up more storylines after the pay-per-view. Um, the highlight packages that they do from NWA are at, like the pay-per-views are absolutely phenomenal. And, and to be honest, ladies and gentlemen, these pay-per-views, man, it, it's something special. You know, if you watch NWA Power, which I told you guys, it's on YouTube every Tuesday at 6.05. If you have been watching and you didn't get a chance to watch pay-per-view, you know, that they just had. Yes, it's in the same place. Is that the GPB Studios um, that they always, you know, that they have every show in? But there are differences, man. Like the crowd's more into it. Uh, 
there is music they come out to, entrance music. They, they come from the top of the stairs, walk through the crowd. It just it gives a whole different vibe, man. It really does. And it does give you a sense of independent show, I guess. But at the same time, too, you know, it's not like NWA is an independent company or independent. They ever, they, you know, it wasn't like they were on the independents. Like this, this was a household company back in the day. You know, Jim Crockett owned this company. And a lot of household names, formidable names that wrestled for them was, I mean, the list is outstanding. Ric Flair, Harley Race, Rock and Roll Express, um, Ivan Putsky, or I'm sorry, not Ivan Putsky, Ivan Koloff, uh, Magnum T.A., Tully Blanchard, you know, Arn Anderson, the Four Horsemen, um, Sting, you know, Dusty Rhodes, you know, the American Dream. Uh, it just the list goes on. Um, the things I took away from the show tonight, uh, from that show is that clearly NWA and Ring of Honor are having a working relationship. I think it's great. I think it's phenomenal, man. I really do. You know, it gets the crowd excited. You know, there's always this what if factor, um, especially with the Crockett Cup coming up. I mean, they, they could pull (coughs) some tag teams from Ring of Honor to be in this Crockett Cup, you know, and they did the last time, you know, the Briscoes were in it. Unfortunately, they lost. Uh, but Villain Enterprises won the damn match. You know, they won it. I think it was Brody King and PCO that won the titles. So, I mean, I can, I can definitely see Ring of Honor tag teams being a part of this Crockett Cup this year. Absolutely. And it's great, man. It sets up better matches. It sets up more excitement. Yeah, I can't wait to see what Ring of Honor and WA do, you know, in, in the near future. I think it's great, man. The fans are gravitating to it. I'm gravitating to it myself. It's just great. And the Nick Aldis and Marty Stroll, the story alone, it just it speaks volumes, man. That private meeting that they had, you can tell that they generally want to beat the shit out of one another. They have respect for one another, but they want to beat the hell out of one another. You know, they had a match at the last Crockett Cup, and Nick Aldis was a bloody mess. Yes, he did win the match. He tapped out Marty Stroll. I believe it was in the Cloverleaf. But it was one hell of a match. And Marty beat the bricks off of Nick Aldis. You know, and, and like NWA is clearly trying to keep Aldis as safe as he possibly can. It's going to take one hell of a superstar, one hell of a man to take that title off of Nick Aldis. And I think it's Marty. I think I think the best opportunity right now is Marty. And the way they're building the storyline up, it, it could very well happen. It'd be great. I would love nothing more to see Marty Scroll win, you know, win a heavyweight championship. Like he stayed alone. He's been in the business for 15 years and has not once been, you know, a champion like that. Not once. You know, so hats off to Marty. Um, Thunder Rosa was great as well. Her interview was awesome. Um, really looking forward to that rematch between her and Allison Kay. Those two women stole, uh, to me, they, it was one of the best matches of that pay-per-view. Not taking anything away from the uh, television tournament or any other match that was on that card that night, but it started off the match between Allison K and Thunder Rosa started off slow, but they really, them two women kept the pace, man. And it was phenomenal. The fans were into it. They were cheering, and it was just great. I mean, they took it to each other the entire time. So my hat's off to them two ladies right there, man. They, they beat the shit out of one another, you know, and I can't wait to see the rematch. Um, I also found out, too, with the television championship. Um, it was announced tonight, I, th- I think it was announced by uh, Marquez, that uh, you know, with Ricky Starks being the television champion, there are some perks to having that belt. I mean, obviously, yes, you are champion. Um, you do have to defend it every single week. But here's the catch. 
Ricky Starks, if he gets seven wins in a row defending that title, he's an automatic shoe in to challenge the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And that's pretty exciting because now can Ricky do it? I don't know. That's still yet to be seen. But if he can, we could have Ricky Starks for next, uh, first Nick Aldis for that belt. Be pretty interesting, especially for, you know, that little story they have, that little match they have between, you know, them two and everything else, and which kind of set up the whole Ricky Morton thing and having him challenge, you know, getting him involved in a Nick Aldis storyline. So I would love to see a Ricky Starks versus Nick Aldis match and for the title. I, like I told you guys, I think Ricky Starks is one hell of a talent. You know, he's a young guy, but he can wrestle, man. He he can wrestle. You know, and he can kick your ass. I, I mean, I got a lot of respect for, you know, Ricky Starks. And a lot of respect for Trevor Murdoch, man. I That guy got his ass kicked at the Hard Times pay-per-view. I mean, like I told you guys before, his chest looked like hamburger meat. You know, and he got his ass beat. But he made it all the way to the end and fought Ricky Starks, but he ended up coming up short. You know, but I... I have a lot of respect for what Billy Corgan is doing and his whole NWA staff is doing right now with that company. To me, they are no longer a stepping stone. They are no longer just hiding in the backseat anymore, man. They are making their presence known. And, yeah, they might still be under the radar, but they're making their presence known. And I think people are starting to pay attention to what these guys are doing because they're bringing it every single damn week. And I'm loving every minute of it, man. I really am. If you ain't been a part of this ride with NWA since their resurface again and their rebirth, you guys are missing out. You guys need to check this shit out, man. It's it's one hell of a ride. Uh, me and my wife alone, we love watching the show every Tuesday, man. It's she loves it, I love it. It's phenomenal. You know, it's great. You know, she's a big fan of Eli Drake as well. You know, it's just phenomenal. It really is. You know, with some of the best wrestling I've seen besides NXT. And AEW. To be honest, because Raw and SmackDown ain't doing shit. I'm sorry. But, yeah, hats off to NWA, man. I mean, this show was phenomenal. It was a great show, man. I'm not going to I'm not gonna say it was the best or the worst, but I would give tonight, honestly, I would give it a six and a half. They're continuing the storylines. They're setting up new storylines for the coming weeks. Uh, championship matches, two championship matches next week, the Women's Championship and... Uh, the national championship between Aaron Stevens and Trevor Murdoch. It's going to be a hell of a match. Um, it's just great, man. It really, it really is. And the other things too is the uh, is the Pope. I don't know what he's doing there. I don't know. I know he's having a thing with Eddie Kingston and Homicide right now. Uh, unfortunately, Homicide's injured. I don't know when his return is going to be. There is rumors that he will retire soon. Um, so I, you know, I heard the Pope trying to make like you know the Four Horsemen or you know, his own little stable of teams, and he's trying to scout people to be on his team, but I don't think it's working out. And I think it's making it worse for Eddie Kingston because he got his ass kicked not too long ago because the Pope put him in a match. You know, I, Eddie Kingston, I, I, he's better with Homicide. It's a great tag team. And they can win the, the NWA uh, tag team belts easily, in my opinion. Very, ta- very talented guys, man. They go in there to kick your ass. You know, less talking, more fighting. I love it. I love it. Big fan of that. You know, let the match sell itself. And sometimes that's what you have to do. You can cut a 15, 20-minute promo on a match or on a storyline, and that storyline or that promo that you cut is completely shit. 
You know, and that's what I love about professional wrestling, man, that some of these guys and women that wrestle that don't build, you know, and sometimes you don't have, like I said, you don't have to, but you would have a hell of a match and hell of a match with somebody and build that story. A match that fans want to see again. You know, and it's it's their job to give them fans what they want. Fans are paying your bills, folks. You know, that's what's, you know, them, you have the great matches, what's putting asses in seats. And clearly it's working because every time I look at NWA, it looks like it's sold out. Their pay-per-view hard times, sold out. So what's that tell you, folks? This is this is the wrestling company that's on YouTube. Not a national spotlight. Not on national TV. They're on YouTube once a week. Selling out pay-per-views. I don't know about you guys, but that speaks volumes with me. <clears throat> and if they're selling out, clearly they're doing something right. So you guys need to get on board with this, man, and, and take this journey. Because they're doing something special here. They really are. It's phenomenal what they're doing. I have a lot of respect for all the NWA talent that's on there. Billy Corgan, he's you know he's a wrestling fan, but one you know I, you can call him a I guess you can call him a promoter. He's doing a phenomenal job, man. He really is. He knows how to capitalize talent that he has, and knows how to utilize them correctly, and make somebody a star. That Ricky starts winning that, that television title. If he if he wasn't already a star then, he's definitely a star now. You know what I mean? And that's great. Zeke Dice, making a star out of him. Just with him feuding with Ricky Starks. It's phenomenal. Sal Vernado, he was on uh, commentary with Stu Bennett and Joe Galley. Having a little altercation with uh, Royce Isaacs. Build a storyline right there. Phenomenal. Sal Vernado, I think it's a great, you know, he's great in-ring talent. You know, he has a lot of moves in his arsenal, man. I, I, he's a good talent. You know, you could, hell, like I said, with Ring of Honor working with NWA, you could set, to me, one of the best matches I would love to see is Bully Ray versus Trevor Murdoch. Those two guys will beat the dog shit out of one another. Be a great match. Or how about this? Nick Aldis. Whether he has the belt or not. Or if he does have the belt, defending the NWA World Heavyweight Championship against Roosh. Think about that. Phenomenal match. You know, you could have PCO and Brody King versus the Dawsons. Decent match. I wouldn't be against seeing that match. Even some of the women talent. Bring them over. Let them have a match. Jay Lethal versus Nick Aldis. You know, why not? I mean, Ring of Honor has some decent talent. Why not build matches with it with between NWA? But what a better way to do that but to put them in the Crockett Cup? Why not? It's the best of both worlds. You know, you had Ring of Honor talent on their hard times pay-per-view with Matt Cross and uh Damn Off. <coughs> Why not? It works, folks. It works. This is professional wrestling right here. I give this show a six and a half. You know? If you got my AEW review, that speaks a lot. You know, these guys, NWA is not on a national platform like AEW is, but yet it's a better show. In my honest opinion, NWA was, it blew AEW out of the water. I'm sorry, man, but it did. It did. 
You know, so my hats off to Billy Corgan and NWA for doing what they're doing and continue to do what they're doing <clears throat> because they're selling out shows and they're putting on matches on YouTube, not TNT, not USA, YouTube. That says a lot about this company and what they're doing and where they're trying to go in the future. You know, they're trying to build that NWA World Heavyweight Championship to be what it was back in the day. Something prestigious, man. Something that you have great honor to wear. You know, the integrity of that title. The history of that title. It's still being relatively known today. You know, like Harley Race has held that belt. Ric Flair has held that belt. Those are just two guys. Dusty Rhodes has held that belt. You know, and you can say whatever you want about Nick Aldis, but he's doing a phenomenal job by putting that the name on, you know, on his back and defending that belt. <clears throat> it's phenomenal, man. The belt looks awesome. I mean, every single belt that's on this show looks great. From, you know, 10 pounds of gold, Sweet Charlotte, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, to the NWA Tag Team Belts, to the television title, to the Women's Championship. They're all phenomenal belts, man. It's great. You know, but I had to give this show a six and a half. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst, but it was it was a damn good show. I'll say that. And I look forward to seeing what NWA is doing in the next, you know, in the next few weeks. Building up to the Crockett Cup, man, it's going to be great. It's going to be phenomenal. So uh, this was your NWA Power Review, and I will see you guys tomorrow for your NXT review. So I want you guys to stay safe, be careful, and I will see y'all tomorrow. Peace.